you. Well, I'm asking for questions. So what's what kind of questions do you want? Personal. Did anybody give you any? So someone said, "What's tonight's topic?" Um, child abuse. <laughs> Questions on child abuse you want answered? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anything. We will literally answer anything. So, not child abuse. (laughs) No, I wasn't going to put that. That's fucking funny. It's the only thing I can think of. Which is I know. Movie. I know. Oh my god. She was abused as a kid. He's abused as a kid. I know. <laughs> like that's the theme of the fucking movie. Yeah. <sighs> that one was depressing. It was a really slow burn of a movie. We watched Antlers, which is finally out, and I remember seeing trailers and teasers for it years ago. Starring Carrie Russell, who kind of looks like a little bit older version of... I cannot remember her name right now, but it's the girl who plays the lead in Once Upon a Time. Jennifer Morris. Jennifer, yes, yes. <sighs> yep. I could see that. Like, so it's when like she her, had her dark hair season. Mm-hmm. So it's she like her the, older aunt. What was she? The... I don't... She was the dark one, I think, that season, when her hair, like, got dark. Sure. Did you not see that season? I don't think I got that far. It's a good show. I've seen almost every episode. Prince Charming. He's in Daddy, Manifest. He is in Manifest. Yep. I'm, a, I'm all caught up on that. I, I'm waiting for the fourth season now. I am not caught up because there hasn't been a release date, so I'm not going to. It says on Netflix now. that it's coming. It just doesn't say when it's coming. Yeah, it also said that about the society, too, but let's not get into that. Listen, Netflix be canceling shit way too fast sometimes. Right. The society and, daybreak. And if you're going to cancel it, at least close the story. Don't leave me on a cliffhanger. Like, that shit is like, so annoying. Four episodes that just wrap everything up. Yeah. That's, what they, did with, that's what they did with Nikita. Nikita's final season was six episodes. After every other episode was like 22, epi- 22 episodes a season. I've never seen Nikita. Oh my god, Nikita is <laughs> so good. It was Maggie Q... Just fucking killing and fighting everybody. It was great. She played an assassin on the run from a secret underground organization from the U.S. that, like, went to other countries and killed people. It's like hitmen for hire. Like, but they, she worked for the government? Kind of. Like, she was a prisoner and she got the death penalty and they faked her death and they put her in this underground bunker and trained her to be an assassin. And then she broke free. And they were hunting her down, and she's, like, helping them out, but still being hunted down. It's crazy. She's got someone on the inside. It's fucking like wild. FX show? No, it was on the CW, where The 100 was. Um, Another CW show. It's not on Netflix anymore, which is so upsetting. It's gotta be somewhere. It's on the CW Seed, which is, like, the app that they have. I really hope they don't do that with The 100 eventually. No, that should stay on Netflix for a really long time. I don't know. CW wants to take their shit. Vampire Diaries is still there. That's a good one. I've never seen that one either. I think you'd like that. If you like this, the shows that the 100... Do you like vampires? I mean, like, vampires don't bother me. I'm not, like... Do you ever watch True Blood? No. Oh, that was such a good show. I got a little turned off to vampires when Twilight was big. Okay. Because Twilight, everybody was just 
vampire fucking everything and like I mean sparkly sparkly vampires yes I don't I don't fucks with the sparkly vampires what the fuck is that I don't know that was a very weird like teen drama it was a book she wrote it like yeah but why are they sparkly I don't know that was fucking weird I've never seen vampires like that but no those vampire the vampire diaries is not vampires like that okay I mean like stake to the heart dead yeah sunlight burn yes Okay, so like a traditional vampire. But but it's not just vampires though. It's vampires, it's werewolves, it's witches, it's hybrids, it's um a whole hybrids like vampire werewolf combo. Yep. yep. It's crazy, but like some of them can walk out in the daylight and some of them cannot. Like hybrids, I'm assuming can well, walk out. Well, some in the vampires daylight. like they have like witch um spelled things that allow them to walk out into the sunlight. If they have like a ring or an amulet or whatever. Okay. Interesting. Yes. It's very good. Sounds a little complicated to me. Not really. It's really not (laughs) that complicated. Like a witch possessed, not possessed, but she... Enchanted. Thank you. She enchants this item that allows them to walk out in the the daylight, but it bounces back between like, I think it's 1864 when when the two lead vampires first became a vampire and then it's present day and just bounces back and forth. It's crazy. Twists are nuts. The deaths are crazy. For a CW show, whew, it's not bloody. Whew. I mean, that was like the 100 too. Like, yeah, pretty fucking pretty gruesome. Brutal. Yeah, such a good show. I just got to the a couple of episodes ago with the fucking worm parasite things Oof. burst out of the guy. <laughs> I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! The conclave was crazy. Oh, the final conclave. Yeah. That one still gets me. Like, Rowan grows on you. Uh-huh. When you first meet him. And Luna, too. She's been around for a while. Yeah, but she was a dick. Well, yeah. <laughs> From the beginning of meeting her, she was a dick. Oh, uh, no, I loved Luna. She got what was coming to her. She sure did. Fucking Octavia winning the Conclave. Mm. Well, no spoilers. It's been how many years? <laughs> for people who have never limit. seen it. All right, then close your ears for that part. <laughs> Uh, it's a little too late for that. Put this part. Front. <laughs> <laughs> Edit it. <laughs> uh, this movie though was set in kind of like the twilighty scene up in the mountains in Oregon, where it's always like rainy or foggy, misty, gorgeous, oh, absolutely, absolutely gorgeous stunning. mountains in the background. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, like, whatever camera they were using to film was like. <sighs> fucking top notch. Is it really like that out in Oregon? <laughs> You're talking to somebody who's only flown to Florida? <laughs> Let alone flying to Oregon? <sighs> but I can assume, like, I know Oregon and Washington are, like, huge into hiking because it's so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So, I'm assuming it looks that good. Hmm. Make my way out there eventually. I want to see all the states, so... We could rent a converted Sprinter van and drive to every single state. That's what my... a little bigger. (laughs) A converted Sprinter van. Like the big vans. Like a school bus van? No. Like a Sprinter. I mean, I guess. It depends, like... If I have somebody to watch my animals, then, like, they gotta come. That would be a lot to have your animals with you. That'd be a lot. You have to bring your cats. Have all of them piled into one spot? Oh, God. That Three cats, two need, dogs? That movie would need, like, a bus or an RV. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 
chunk would be hiding everywhere. Oh my god. Although him and my fat cat together, if they become friends, <laughs> I would love it. It starts off with this little boy running around, and he gets back into his truck, and when he first got in there, I thought, is he about to drive away right now? I thought the same <laughs> thing. I was like, you was about to put that in drive. <laughs> but then as soon as he gets there, his dad comes out of this mine and says that he'll be right back. He's finishing up. They're going to go get their older brother. Hands him something that says, put it in the glove box. Looked like drugs. Oh, it was 100% drugs. <laughs> the first thing I thought when I saw that guy was, like, meth. No. I was like, he's a stereotypical meth head. He's got well, the greasy hair, like... <laughs> well, they go to collect all of their stuff that they have in this mine that he has to light a flare to walk all the way through. So they're deep. The way he was walking, did you notice it? It was so weird. He had, like, a hunched shoulder, and, like, he was walking like he was going to kill somebody. Mm. Could have been dipping down low because of the low ceilings. Every time, like, when we watched Bloody Valentine, everybody was always so low. Like, when well, the yeah, guys started running, remember, they're like, we gotta go! And they all <laughs> scrunched down and fucking jog ran. Uh, <laughs> I was, was like, funny. there's enough of a height difference. You can, like, stand up a little bit more. Yeah, but there are, like, beams and shit. Like, you never know. I mean, I guess. But, like, you have a helmet on. <laughs> You'll be okay. So they're going to collect all of their stuff, and you can tell that they're cooking meth down there. And all of a sudden, there's this weird noise that they can't... That didn't sound right. It sounded like a high-pitched, like, animal whine. Yeah. So they're going back into the mine to get out and all of these things are hung up but they weren't there before that's one thing i was curious about how long they were in there that they didn't notice this animal noise before or all of those things hanging there very very strange but they get attacked by something very weird yeah you don't really get to you don't kind of get to see what it is i think you see like a flash when like a light hits it but like that's that's it Right. Very weird, and then the titles of the movie comes up, and you're like, that's weird. We looked at each other a lot like, what's The first going on? 20 minutes of this movie <laughs> are the oddest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so, Carrie Russell, who, what was her character's name? Julie? Or Jules, or something? It was something with a J. I know that. He only called her by her name, like, once or twice. I know his name's Paul, though. Julia. Julia. He was always like, go for Paul. <laughs> yeah. Julia is a teacher in what looks like an elementary middle school. Middle school. It had to be middle school. I mean, the kid said he was 12, but I don't fucking believe it. Well, I mean, he did look a little malnourished. Even so. And he was, you know, later on there at the hospital. But I, mean, I haven't seen a lot of 12-year-olds, but like... He was... Very tiny, very small. Right? Yes. Very frail looking. It could have been like nine or ten. Considering the tall ginger kid. Yeah. Like, I legitimately thought he was probably in like fourth, fifth, sixth grade, somewhere around there. Right. And then I was like, did this fucking redheaded kid get left back? Yeah. He looks like he's 18 yeah. <laughs> without the facial hair. Humping his thing. But was weird, the weirdest thing about the whole school. Why are there backpacks outside? 
Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> that. They don't have lockers indoors. But, like, they're forced to leave their backpack outside. It was raining. The ground was wet. Apparently, they don't give a fuck. They don't have, like, a cubby inside for your backpack. That was very weird. In elementary school, we had cubbies in the classroom. Yeah. And in middle school, we had lockers. Yes, because that's when we were big boys. Yeah. You got to go to your locker in between class. Uh-huh. And a really annoying shit <laughs> that made me say, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. So I was the backpack kid. <laughs> I just keep all my shit in my backpack. Yeah, I planned out going to the we had eight classes. I only needed to go to my locker twice because I just carried everything with me. Fuck that. I went in the morning and then I went before after lunch. And that's when I would change out like four classes worth in the first backpack load. Right. Take the shit out. Next load. High school it became I had a binder <laughs> and like a notebook for each class, but literally one that I would take to each class. <laughs> so I didn't have to carry a lot of shit. <laughs> I made like I had like a big binder and what I would do is I would fill it with so much paper, but then like split it in half. One, the first half was for the first class, second half was for the second class, and I would just do that, and then in between going to lunch and whatever I had, I would go to my locker and switch out the next binder that had the same thing for third and fourth period. Because we had block scheduling, like normal people. That's not normal. That is normal. No, it's not. I mean, now I think it's normal, but oh my like... God, no. When I went to high school, eight classes. Fuck that. You had your gym, you had your lunch, you had your four, like... I don't know what they're called, like core classes, I guess. Like math, English, science. math, science, history. <laughs> and then you'd have two elective classes. One was usually Spanish. And then my other one was orchestra for my last three years. See, my problem with that is, and maybe it's just me and a problem that I would have, but what classes are like, what, 45 minutes? Like 42. A really weird fucking number. That is too much information being thrown at me all at once in one day. You know what I mean? That's eight classes worth of... what? Well, okay, for those of us who actually, like, paid attention in school... I still got B pluses and A's. Uh, all right, still. But still, that's a lot of information to get thrown at you all in one day. Seven, like, five days out of the week. Like, no. It was. No. It was so much note-taking, because you right. take notes in almost every class. Yeah, no, fuck that. That's why orchestra was, like... I started my day with orchestra, and it was basically, like, a free period. I would sit in the back with my friends and we'd play our DSs, <laughs> playing Pokemon back there. Did you have to, like, play an instrument? I mean, I was supposed to play the instrument, what, but, like... What did I, you play? I played the baritone. Okay. Like a little tuba. It was such an easy class, but like the teacher hated me because of it. Mm. I also corrupted the people around me. So like it started with me and then my friend Joe was also in the class. And then he and I would just play our DS. And then we got the other kid, Jordan, who played the tuba. He would start fucking around with us. And then we corrupted all the trumpet players. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and we were all in the back just in a line, and we'd all be sitting there playing our DSs. Not paying attention? No. And then she'd fucking yell. She'd give the death stare, is what she called it. Mm. But I mean, 
it's an orchestra, and there wasn't a lot of brass parts for some of the songs. Right. It's like I'm supposed to just sit there and not do anything. I'm going to do something. I'm playing my DS. Play my Pokemon. Catch them all. <laughs> the first, like, half hour of this movie, you were right, is very weird, because it's cutting back. It's giving you a lot of information, but not a lot of answers. It's leaving you with way more questions. I saw, like, why this kid is drawing these weird, fucked-up pictures. That nobody seemed to take seriously. <laughs> First of all, I like in school, you can't just say no to the teacher. Like, <laughs> she asked them, like, oh, give me some examples of myths or fables or fairy tales. The first three kids all go, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, I'd be, if I did that to my teacher, she'd be like, okay, now give me two. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't tell them no. Aye. But, of course, the little girl in the front row fucking had her hand up. Whole time. Mm-hmm. She's just skipping her. <laughs> She's like, yes, Jasmine. You know that's the teacher's pet. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. The one who reminds everybody of homework. But out of all the myths that she could have thought of, or fairy tales, she picked Goldilocks. She was so excited for that, too. Though, when little Lucas told his story, it was like Goldilocks, but... Dark. Yeah, dark. Really fucking dark. So I guess setting... Uh, Goldilocks up was okay, fine, fine. But, oof. Yikes. First of all, the kid didn't... They were supposed to write stories. He drew pictures and told a story. As he's flipping through. (laughs) Flipping through three pages and his whole story. Dark. Very dark. And the fact that the teacher didn't immediately call CPS. That kid looks like he doesn't sleep. Or eat. Like he or bathe. That too. <laughs> I think it was by like halfway through the movie, I was like, does this kid take a bath ever? Yeah. He's got to smell so bad. Mm-hmm. Especially with like the shit he's dealing with at his house. Right. Very weird. Because it keeps cutting back to like, he's going up into this locked room and throwing food in, but he's killing animals too. So I'm like... And finding dead animals. Yeah. The raccoon with its fucking guts out. Ugh. And he killed a fucking skunk with yeah. a rock. <laughs> you know he probably got sprayed by that skunk, too. Mm-hmm. And he's probably reeked. Ugh. I wouldn't even want to imagine that. Oh man. It just... But then you're getting flashes of Julia... Underneath the stairs or in some sort of trap door and her dad's coming down and she was playing the piano. That was really weird. When that shadow person was like walking up on her, I was like, is this a fucking ghost movie too? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on and right the now? the hand and then you can see it's the dad's face and just, it, no, it was very weird. And then it cutting to like the dad naked crying on her bed. Very, very weird. Hugging a stuffed animal? Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, obviously, the dad did something to her. He molested her. Yeah. More than once. I wish she would have gotten a little... Like, with all of the dark elements, I wish we would have gotten a little bit more detail. Not that I wanted it. No. <laughs> but I wish it would have been explained more, and I wish they, the brother would have admitted something as well, because the weird, strange interaction... When they say that, and he's like, you don't know what he did to me, I'm like, what did he do to you? Right, they never acknowledge that. You usually follow that up with, like, what happened. Right. 
But, like, he just lets I mean, it linger. Clearly, he did something to him because he was, like, um, addicted to whatever sort of pills. Something. Yeah, that had to have been, like, anxiety pills or yeah. something. There was something weird about the medication. Because, like, when she moved it and he freaked out. Don't move my stuff. Right. <laughs> Although her reasoning for moving it was terrible. Yeah, I wanted to create more space by moving one pill bottle. Out of a spot where it was behind other stuff <laughs> on a shelf that was already full. And what was she what what was she eating at that point? Oranges. Yes, but it was just just the skin that she was just playing with, like the peel. I, I don't know. Very weird. This movie didn't make sense to me <laughs> at first. I was so lost in the beginning of this movie. Yeah, it really kind of just fucks with you a lot. Cause I don't know what's going on and like yeah, you eventually see, like, the kid feeding his dad and brother, like, raw animal carcasses. Yes, and they're very strange looking. Like, the brother looks okay, just a little, like, dirty and pale. Yeah. He looked like a ghost child, like, yeah. from a grudge. But the dad is, like, he barely has any hair left, and, like, he's growing in this very unnatural looking Animalistic. Way. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It was very odd. It just kept bouncing back and forth. And Julia decides to go to the principal. I guess that was the the principal of the school. I think she was the principal. I don't know. She was somebody in power at at school. Tells her that, you know, I'm worried about him. Shows him the drawings. And she was like, well, best I can do is go talk to his dad for you. When I have a chance. She Uh, even said, like... Uh, well, we're not child psychologists, so we can't diagnose this kid. And then she was so, like, offhanded about the meth. Like, oh, that's just normal meth heads. <laughs> you know. Yeah. They, they keep their kids home so they don't smell the meth when yeah. they go to school. That, Excuse me? Right. When she said it, I was like, that doesn't sound... What? That's not normal, lady. What? So they could move product for them. That's what she said. I was like, that's not right. That doesn't make any sense. And if you also know this about the dad... First of all, how the fuck the dad became the guardian? Yeah. Like, I... When they were talking about it, and he was like, well, you know, the mom died, and CPS was like, he's fit to be a guardian. Was he? (laughs) Who the fuck from CPS said that? Yeah. I'm not a CPS agent, and I wouldn't have not left those kids with him. Mm-mm. I mean, foster care ain't great, but it's still better than that situation. Yeah. Never would have ended up in this situation. <laughs> no. Daddy just would have been dead in mine. Yeah. Well, I guess not dead, but whatever he was. Right. So, the principal decides to go to the house, and it smells like death, by, based on her reaction, I'm assuming, when she's walking through the house. Of course she hears the noise and goes to the locked door and up the stairs she goes and when she sees the little boy and the dad comes from behind her and that was when he killed her eating her why he bit off her finger and then spit it out i was like what yeah you eat people but you don't eat fingers i don't know if her finger actually came off because it looked like the top of her hand when he pulled away whatever it was he spit it out well, he spit out the fucking neck that he ripped, the part of her throat that oh, like, he ripped out, and her face. You wasting food? Yeah, I guess there eventually, but what happens to him afterwards? 
Super disturbing. Very weird. He is, like, his bones are crunching, and it looks like he's getting longer and taller, but all of a sudden, he opens his mouth and, like, horns come out. Antlers, essentially, come out of him and just, like, split open. And then it cuts to black, but you hear it just, like, rip. Yeah, it was, I was like, oh my god. Like, something was born out of him. Ugh. Which, like, I didn't expect. Like, I thought, like, Wendigos was, like, the person just transformed normally. Yeah. But it was just the fact that it came out of him like that. I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, it was a very disturbing scene. What was even more disturbing is when you see the body afterwards. Because now the principal's not answering her husband and never showed up. And, you know, Julia was like, well, I asked her to go check on... Lucas and the dad and everything. So the police get there and they find the shell of the dad and the body of the principal just fucking split in half, torn apart. Shit was wild. They called it like a husk. Like it looked like a husk. It really was a husk. And even said like it was burnt and like singed on the edges and I was like, Jesus Christ, like... That, like, his head was literally, like, blown apart. And then they're like, well, we'll have to identify him with teeth. I was like, I don't think there's any teeth left. Oof. It was funny to see some of the other attacks by this thing, because the more the movie goes on, the more of it you get to see. And it's starting to look very... It looked a lot like the, at first... The movie, the monster from the movie, The Ritual. Remember we did that a really long time ago? Yes, with the massive antler and, like, that creepy fucking face. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus. Kind of looked like the same thing. I, they definitely, I think, took inspiration from it or something. I don't, did that also take place in America, The Ritual? No, it did not. That was in Europe, right? Yeah. Okay. They never elaborated what it was. Like, it was like a spirit creature or something. Yeah. But that's what they also called this Wendigo. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it was the Mama Wendigo. Maybe. From the European lore. Mm. I just... Uh, I couldn't imagine being Lucas at that point. Because then you... When he's in the hospital, when they finally take him there, and the doctor's like, well, he's been through abuse, he's malnourished, and, you know, when he's just having his creepy moment staring out the window, and you get to see that... Dad actually, like, survived the mine attack, but he was really sick, and then, like, he created the the door to lock, and then the brother got sick, and, you know, you feel for him. It's just sad. Especially, like, the moment when his brother, he has to put him in there with the dad, and then, like, he closes the door, he just screams, like, my heart broke for that kid. Yeah, I felt really bad. And you even, you see he's a good kid, though. yeah. Like, you know he's a good kid, because one, he's still going to school. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have an adult in the house, and he's still going to school. He's still doing his normal routine, and he's taking care of creepy dad and brother in the attic. That's true. Like, he's a good kid that's going through this. Feels so bad for him. But when that bully confronts him on his walk home... (laughs) Poor kid. I didn't think they were going to kill kids in this movie. That was rough. 
<laughs> I mean, you didn't get to see it, so fine, sure. You still, you saw it come out of the fucking tree and, like, land on top of the kid. That's true. But you get to see the aftermath. No, I'm I'm a little thankful for that. Like, the kid was a dick, but, like, he didn't deserve to die. Right. He wasn't that bad. Right. Jesus Christ. Just your normal redheaded bully. Yeah. You know? Ooh, speaking of redheads, my favorite manager from the restaurant we used to work at came in to my job today to pick up some food. And, oh, yeah? Uh-huh. I saw his name when I was putting sauces in, and I was like, oh, daddy. Did he say anything to you? Well, he walked in, and I was like, hey, daddy, because that's what I used to call him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, what's up? I was like, oh, you know, when you get your ticket, you know, come over, like, your food's ready. I remember, like, I just packed it. It's done. And so I was just talking to him for a while, like, how's, you know, how's life, how's things? But then it was really busy, so, like, I I couldn't really stand there. Yeah. It was good to see him, though. Did you ask him? He's ready to switch teams. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Yum. (laughs) Oh, man. I do miss him. Yeah. He had his moments. He was a bit of a dick, but... Mm. Other than that, he was a pretty okay manager. Yeah. I think it was really weird that she was able to take him home. I guess because her brother was the sheriff or whatever. It was fine in a small town like that. I mean, this town pretty much lets anything fucking happen. Yeah. They know there's meth dealers and meth heads that just <laughs> let their kids stay home from school and they're okay with it. Yeah. So, apparently you just walk into a hospital and be like, I'll take that kid. Yeah. He's fucked up. Give me him. <laughs> He's got some problems. Weird. Just very weird. But again, I guess because he was the sheriff and fine. Whatever. The kid was also only in the hospital for, like, a day. Yeah. He's still malnourished. Like, there ain't no way they fed him enough. Right. To get him enough to be discharged. (laughs) That's the proper terminology, though. (laughs) It is the proper terminology. (laughs) That hospital discharge. Oh, that's the best kind. I don't know. (laughs) Well, it means you get to go home. (laughs) That's true. Your time is done. You are finished here. Please don't come back. (laughs) No repeat customers at the hospital. Mm -mm. That was me for the longest time. That was me when I went with that blood leak in my body. Mm. And I was like, when can I leave? (laughs) This place is depressing as fuck. It really is. But when you get admitted and you get to, like, a nice room with the TV and you get to, like, order your breakfast the night before, and it's nice. Hospital breakfast is not bad. The breakfast was definitely the best part of the day. The rest of the food was not... Dinner was alright. I think when I was there... And meatloaf and... I think meatloaf was an option when I was there. They also had, like, burgers as an option and yeah. stuff, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I trust the hospital burger, though. Oh, when I had my double kidney infection, I was in the hospital for, like, six days. It's great. I think that's about how long I was there. Maybe four or five days. But, like, it's also so hard to sleep in a hospital. Yeah. I mean, for when me, you, it is. When, you give you, when they give you the good drugs for the kidney infection, it's not that hard to sleep. I didn't get painkillers for oh. mine. Because one of the issues was because of the ibuprofen I was taking. Oh. So I was only allowed Tylenol. Oh. That sucks. Yeah. It wasn't fun. Mm. And it's also hot. It was very hot in the hospital. Right. You know I like shit cold. 
I had to get them to bring me a fan. It was literally just a little fan that sat on the tray. Right. All it did was just blow in my face. <laughs> I'm like, I'm still hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it cold. I do like it cold. Eventually, I had a roommate who was a super old guy. All he did was sleep all day. Just fine. It was depressing. <laughs> so, they bring him home from the hospital. They're just sitting by a fire, telling stories. It's very weird. Like, your dad is dead. No, he's not. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I didn't tell you, but my dad's dead, too. And he's perks up at that. And he's like, how'd he die? You don't ask that, kid. Yeah, strange. Kids will ask you anything. That's also very true. They have no fear either. Like, this kid was going up into a feral attic. Right. Watching his dad eat raw meat, and he was, like, not really that scared. Yeah. That's just his life now. That's not a life I want. The other cop gets there and he's like, I'm outside your house. But it was weird. Why wouldn't he have just gone in? He was walking around the house like they were a suspect. Yeah. I didn't think he was at the house. Like, I heard him say, I'm at your house. But it didn't look like the house because it didn't look like there were people inside. But then you hear the screech of the animal and the people inside react as well. So then you're like, oh, he really is outside their house. But it's weird that he didn't. they didn't see like him walking around through the windows or some shit. Like, that's weird. He didn't let them know he was there. Right. Strange. So he goes out to the shed because that's where he says, oh, I think it's coming from the shed. Why would you go there? Why wouldn't you wait for backup? First of all, the shed door was cracked a little bit. That's a no-no. Yeah, right. You don't go walking towards that shit. So he goes in, obviously, and you see the little boy in, like, this fucking basket. <laughs> it looked like uh, the manger thing for yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and he's just shaking. And the Wendigo comes and attacks him from behind, which got me and you. <laughs> it was... So the rest of this movie is just such a slow burn. There's no jump scares. Right. And then it fucking finally hit you with a jump scare. And, like, I literally jumped. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Gets attacked and then dead. Insta-kill. Yeah. With them antlers. Yep. And then Paul comes, brother, and he puts on the bulletproof vest. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't think that's going to save you. You are seeing human bodies ripped in half and, like, eaten. And you're like, let me put on my vest. But you know what? I think that vest is probably what saved him. It was either the vest or just pure dumb luck. Yeah. Because he gets attacked too and you really get to see a little bit more of this creature now and how big he is and what his like face looks like and the body and everything. Like you the really hands get, and yeah, the arm. Very weird. Oof. Yeah. That's but, something if I ran into, I would probably shit myself yeah. on the spot. <laughs> But the more you see it, the more it does look like that monster from the ritual. Yeah, especially, like, the face. Mm-hmm. The face was so much like that thing. Yep. Not as big. No. Still big. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Like, what, ten feet tall, maybe? Yeah. But I guess it just, it, it went away so quickly after Julia goes outside because she was able to lift up her brother, who was, like, twice her weight, Bring him all the way back to the car. Twice? 
three times her Okay, all right. I was just trying to be nice. She was a skinny woman. He's a big dude. (laughs) And he's wearing a vest. So, able to get him into the truck and go out without being attacked. Thing just, I guess, disappeared and left them alone. Wasn't going to go after Julia. The only thing that I can think is what happened is that it picked up Lucas. Because Lucas had ran out of the house. And it had to have picked him up and just left. Yeah. Because, like, it got what it wanted. It wanted his son. And the little brother, too. Yeah. Because there's no fucking way that they beat them to that mine. Lucas didn't walk there. That's true. They were in the car for a really long time. This mine is in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And that's coming from a town that's in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Like, they drove into the woods where you see nothing but trees. Right. There ain't no way Lucas running all that. Mm-mm. He's apparently 12. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have the stamina for long distance marathon. I, yeah, no, I agree with that. That was... Oof. But she drives all the way to the mine and then calls for an ambulance so she can go in herself. Yeah, so the ambulance can come and rescue the brother and then also, like, so she knows that people know where she is and to come and get her. Still, why not drop your brother off at the hospital? No, go straight for the kid. He looks them... like he's dying. Yeah, have them come. But he's still alive. He was I still mean, alive. I get it. Like, the brother's like, You no, were I'm so shocked you. at the end, too. When he showed up, he was still, you're like, oh, He's still alive? Like, obviously, yeah. He didn't die. Did you not see him in the car when she got out? He was still he alive. He was on death's door. <laughs> <laughs> he was knocking to be let in. <laughs> well, he lived. Apparently. I mean, he only lives for that ending. Yeah. But... But still. She goes into the mine by herself with a gun. I don't know how many rounds that one had. It didn't look like a six-round, like, revolver. No, that was a normal handgun. It probably had, like, 12 rounds. Okay. Still think she shot too many? Do you think she shot too many? She didn't shoot too many, but she was wasting fucking bullets. Yeah, when it... When she got knocked down and she picked up the gun, turned around and started shooting, I'm like, you're going to hit a fucking kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's shooting into the darkness. But the flash is what was supposed to be, like, the jump scare of it. But there was nothing around. in front of her any time she shot. I know. Until there was. Yeah, until it's fucking right behind her. Uh-huh. Which, I have seen this thing now kill multiple people. It with, doesn't kill her instantly. Yeah, with ease. And she's also able to beat the fuck out of it with a pointy stick. Well, the, the flare gun clearly did something to it. I don't think it likes light. Yeah, I think it was too bright and it was like dazed and disoriented. But still. I know. <laughs> she's just stabbing the motherfucker. <laughs> and she, you know, finally takes it down or as down as it's going to get. But it comes back up and then Lucas stabs it to kill it finally and then she's like fucking stabbing at it because she remembered that you know you have to take the heart out and kill it or whatever otherwise it'll go to the next host and I guess she didn't do it fast enough because the next host was their little brother well I think what her problem was is he said you're supposed to take the heart out and then destroy the heart yeah all she did was take it out yeah and like the heart was also glowing 
And on fire. And it burned her. Yeah. So I understand why she, like, dropped it. I would have stomped on it. Yeah. You got shoes. Yeah. Stomp on the fucking thing. Just like if it was on fire. Just like if it was a normal heart. Yeah. Break it. (laughs) That was sad, though. She had to kill the little brother. Well, now, like, her and Lucas are just staring at each other. And then the little brother starts changing. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, like, she went in for the hug. And little splinters. Little antlers are coming out of the mouth. And I was like, alright, this is a bit slower of a transformation. Yeah. Because if that thing turned as fast as the dad, them antlers would have killed her. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yikes. But then, you know, she kills him. Everyone lives happily ever after. They're going to keep the kid, you know... Um, they're walking away, and Paul starts coughing. <sighs> Black blood. Uh huh. He's in night blood. Oh, <laughs> he'll survive. <laughs> he'll survive radiation. Yeah, <laughs> he's not surviving what's coming. Yeah, and then it just cuts to credits. I do like the little foreshadow though, because like he asks her, like, "Would you be able to kill somebody you love?" Right. Well, somebody you love is about to turn into something that's going to try to kill you. Yeah. But I also thought they were hinting at the little boy turning yeah. into it. Because he's like, this is like t- t- taking a tiger cub, I think he called him. Yeah. You never know how you're going to rate how it's... It's a fucking kid, dude. Like, I get it. He's been through trauma, but like... So did you, and you turned out kind of normal, I think. Well... As normal as a sheriff yeah. in a small town could be. I mean, she was obviously not. No. She was battling her addictions. Yeah. I'm glad she didn't break. Thought she would have. I thought she was going to the second time she was in the liquor store. Yeah. Because I was like, alright, she's going to buy a shooter and start drinking at her mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. But no, she's strong. Strong-willed woman. <sighs> it was a nice take on the Windigo, I guess. Creepy. You don't really see a lot of, like, Windigo movies. No. So it's definitely, like, original in that aspect. But to me, it didn't really feel like a horror movie. It was more of, like, a... It was, like, psychological. Yeah. Which, like... Okay, maybe it's elevated horror, as they call it nowadays. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like the Babadook. Mm-mm. Because I, I just saw Scream again. I was going to say, did you just say Scream again? Is that where this is all coming from? Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw Scream again yesterday. And when she's like, you know, Babadook's my favorite. It's elevated horror. It's a psychological story of, like, a mom. And I'm like, it's a fucking movie. Chill. Like, I've seen The Babadook. It's okay. It's not that great. I wouldn't call it my favorite. Right. Kids these days. No taste in movies. (laughs) It ain't like our day. (laughs) Freddy vs. Jason. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Early 2000s. So good. (laughs) Hatchet. Ah, love Hatchet. So good. For the dark storytelling and the and creature feature of it all, I mean, I wish you got to see a little bit more of it. 
a little bit more of like it ripping people apart. I wanted to see like a rip in something. I did think the face was a nice touch. Yeah. Like when you finally see its face and it still has the face of the dad. Yeah. But then it pulls it off like a minute and a half later. <laughs> and I'm like, what's the fucking point of it being there? I don't know. But I just think that it was a interesting slow burn. I'd give it probably like a 7.5. Seven, 7.5? Five. Yeah. Um, I would give it like a 7. Like, I liked it. I thought it was a cool take. But it was too slow for me, like pacing-wise. Oh, but, you know, when we did fucking Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, oh, when they throw all of that in your face so much so early, it's just so annoying. What What do you want? What do you want? A happy medium. <laughs> <laughs> I want there to be story and killings, like, interchanged at a good pace. <laughs> like, this movie was super heavy story, and then the last, like, half an hour of killings with, like... Almost no story. <laughs> right? Like, tell me there was any story, really, in the last half. No, it was literally just survival of the monster. <laughs> yes. It spent so, the entire first half... Setting up the monster and the... And then it just goes, kill, 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 dead <laughs> monster. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you're supposed to feel for the characters... I felt for them in the first 15 minutes. Their life is depressing as fuck. I didn't need an hour and a half of that. The movie was only an hour and a half long. I was sad before any killings happened that I couldn't even appreciate the killings because I just, I felt so bad for these characters. Yeah. Their felt, life sucks. Yeah. Really did. She's haunted by the trauma of her father and this kid's feeding his fucking father and brother as they turn into demons. It's fucked. I, didn't, is fucked. I didn't need an hour and 20 minutes of that. Like, Right. I understood it after the, the dead skunk. Yeah. I feel like if the father had gotten out earlier, like maybe another 20 to 30 minutes before that happened, and like maybe wreaked a little more havoc on the town, Right. I would probably give this a higher number, but like, it was just... Dead cop. Well, it was the dead, um, dead principal, dead kid, dead cop, dead monster. Well, I mean, that's probably like a third of the population of that town, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. I mean, the town, he let his fucking sister come with him to like every crime scene. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Very, yeah, I remember I said that too. I was like, the sister is still there following around. Behind... In front of the police tape. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the sister didn't need to be there for the dead body on the train tracks. No. She don't need to see that. <laughs> Especially because it's her student. Yeah. No. Just, no. Story-wise, I think it was very good. It was just too slow. With too much going on and not getting enough answers. You're yes. left with more questions and, like, what the fuck is happening. The most light-hearted part of that entire movie was the ice cream scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, that was it. The whole rest of the movie was depressing. <laughs> As fuck. Really fucking depressing. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm not going to beg anymore. Just lightly suggest. 
Just a little flirtatious suggestion. Follow if you feel like <laughs> it. Comment on something. Like it. Anything. Share it with a friend. Ooh, that'd be nice. Just one share. You know where you can find us. I'm not saying it anymore. You can hunt for it now. Yeah. You might as well. Hunt for that. Hunt for the email. Yeah. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> you want it. Ugh. You know where to find us, hoes. I mean, I guess you can make good life choices. If you want to be good people. If not... Fuck it. Just don't abuse children. <laughs> yes, please, dear God. That's the only message I got from this movie. <laughs> it's literally it. That was the topic. <laughs> that was the topic. <laughs> At least there was no discharge in this one. <laughs> Just a hospital discharge. That's true.